The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. Welcome back, Rams fans, to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible, and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now, as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys. Uh, we are going to get into a little bit of something I, I don't really ever do, and that's just a little bit of an opinion piece. And uh, I think that that's just kind of necessary based on what is happening right now to the Los Angeles Rams. We'll get to that here in a little bit, and uh, I definitely want some feedback here. So this is a, this is a conversation starter, so we'll we'll get to that. Uh, first, let's take a look at some transactions for the Rams. The Rams have waived wide receiver and kick returner Farrow Cooper. Farrow Cooper has since been claimed off waivers by the Arizona Cardinals. That is who the Rams play this week. So could that get interesting? Could it not get interesting? I have no idea. Uh, the real question here is what uh, what of the Rams offense is Farrow Cooper relaying to the Arizona Cardinals defense and I think that's something that we should maybe see this weekend. So that'll be kind of interesting. Farrow Cooper being waived. Uh, we don't have like an official like reason. He didn't like, we don't, we haven't seen if he like blew up on a coach or anything like that. Uh, but what we do know is Farrow Cooper really wasn't as good this year as he was last year. And Blake Countess, who was returning kicks in Farrow Cooper's absence, Definitely did a much better job. Just laying that out there for you guys. Um, so I expect to see Countess back in there and then uh, JoJo Natson remaining as the Rams punt returner. Uh, with this move, the Rams did sign running back CJ Anderson. I'm sure that's a name most of you guys know. If you guys don't know CJ Anderson, he did rush for over 1,000 yards last season with the Denver Broncos. He has just 104 rushing yards in nine games this season with the Carolina Panthers. Of course, he wasn't a starter there. Christian McCaffrey is an absolutely amazing player. So CJ Anderson wasn't really the the starter there. He wasn't the, the bell cow kind of guy for the Panthers. Also has one reception for 24 yards 
in this season. So uh, the Rams are expected to play C.J. Anderson this week. Uh, so that'll be kind of interesting. We'll see another running back out there. I'm just guessing that they have not been 100% stoked on John Kelly and Justin Davis. Not like a lot of us Rams fans have been, uh, at least excitement levels wise. You know, the Rams fans, I feel like, have been really excited to see guys like John Kelly, myself included. And then a lot of Rams fans are big Justin uh, Justin Davis fans. Uh, it's just not really seeming to, to all come together uh, in that backfield. But uh, Justin Davis also did suffer a, a minor injury this last week against the Eagles. And then, of course, Malcolm Brown being on IR. And then, of course, against the Eagles, uh, Todd Gurley did kind of have a, a knee injury that he was questionable to return, but he did come back. And then he was like singing and dancing at a Christmas party on Monday. So it looks like he's okay. He is on track to play in this game. Uh, but I think CJ Anderson is just a little bit of insurance in that run game. Uh, so, um, oh yeah, one more for you guys. Uh, let me see here. The Rams to their practice squad signed, uh, Dante Dion. Um, that was just last week. Uh, so the Rams now do have another safety on the practice squad. Some news and notes for you guys. Uh, really, this is pretty Pro Bowl heavy. I'll just, uh, preface this with that. So, uh, the Rams do have four Pro Bowlers that have been voted in. Uh, quarterback Jared Goff, running back Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, obviously, and then special teams for Corey Littleton. Uh, every one of those is a starter except for Jared Goff. Breeze is the NFC starting quarterback, but Goff is second. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, Johnny Hecker, Roger Saffold, Marcus Peters, Robert Woods, and let me see here. Oh, yeah, that was it uh, for the alternates. And Andrew Whitworth, Roger Saffold, uh, those two are first alternates, so if one tackle goes out, then Andrew Whitworth goes. If one guard goes out, then Roger Saffold goes. Uh, Johnny Hecker has a punter ahead of him, which is really interesting to me, but at the same time, Johnny Hecker really hasn't been punting a lot this year uh, because the Rams' offense has been so effective. Marcus Peters, I would say, is the biggest surprise on this list considering his level of play most of this year. And then Robert Woods is a fifth alternate. I just, do you guys feel that disrespect there? That is just rude. Fifth alternate for Robert Woods, who's absolutely been amazing for the Rams. He's having his best season of his career right now. Uh, so I feel like Robert Woods kind of got a little snubbed. And then, of course, John Johnson, not even an alternate. That's definitely a snub. John Johnson's played awesome all year long. Uh, let me see here. Oh, yeah, Roger Saffold. This, if he does get a chance to go to this Pro Bowl, this will be his first career Pro Bowl. So Roger Saffold, I know uh, emotions on Roger Saffold have kind of been up and down over the course of his career. He did have a, a little stint in the past where he was injured a lot. Uh, that's kind of over now. So um, I'm hoping that Roger Saffold, if the Rams don't have a game to play after this, that uh, Roger Saffold would get to enjoy himself at the Pro Bowl. Uh, Jared Goff's third quarter interception has been changed to a fumble. Uh, this is something that I noted immediately after, as it happened, that, that it didn't look like an interception to me. It looked like he dropped the ball and kind of pushed it forward, and that's now officially what happened. So just one interception for Jared Goff against the Eagles, no touchdowns. And this is kind of important because Jared Goff had three straight games with multiple interceptions, so this is now he's kind of getting off of that, even though... It was just a really bad play, a play bad enough for me to post about it as it happened, which was uh, not good. That's not something I usually do. It's not something I usually do. And it was more of just like, wow, what are we doing out here, guys? Uh, but, you know, I think everybody kind of had those same emotions. 
Uh, so here's what I'm going to talk about right now. I'm going to talk about maybe what's maybe wrong with the Rams. And I can't say maybe enough because this is definitely an opinion piece. I'm not saying that this is absolute uh, gold. I'm not saying that this is set in stone of what the Rams uh, have going on. This is just kind of my thoughts, and I wanted to share that with you guys. So this is the Sheriff Joe Bags take uh, that the Rams have lost their creativity. Uh, the Rams' play calling has been very basic, and the effort level of players uh, along the offensive line and all around the defense has been lacking. Uh, did the Rams consciously or maybe unconsciously take a step back to prepare for the postseason? I do not know. But it is possible that the team, including the coaches, are trying to stay healthy uh, for the postseason or maybe just not have any more tape on them and what they're trying to do and what this offense can do. Because uh, like I said, we're just not really seeing the creativity anymore. Uh, I cannot obviously confirm or deny that this is actually happening or not. Uh, but I know that most of this team still remembers that postseason loss to the Falcons, which was less than a year ago. I know that they aren't going to want to feel that way again. Uh, did the Rams just peak too soon? That's a great question. That is absolutely a great question. And that's very possible as well. Uh, but we will not be able to tell during the next two games. And the reason that I say we're not going to be able to tell in the next two games is because the next two opponents are not very strong opponents. We got the Cardinals, we have the 49ers. So if the Rams blow out both of those opponents, that doesn't really tell us a whole lot about this team. Uh, so we're going to have to wait until our first playoff game. And that's kind of a scary thought because if we get to our first playoff game and that's when we find out that this team has kind of, uh, that did peak too early, then that's going to be a rough pill to swallow because that means that the Rams are going to be sent, sent home early and that's what none of us want. But let me know what you guys think. Let me, you can tweet me at Sheriff Joe Bags and, and let's have this conversation. Do you guys agree with me? Do you guys disagree with me? If you disagree with me, that's totally okay. But let's have a conversation about it. So at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. And let's have this conversation. I feel like it's necessary. All right. Uh, but right now we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams are 11 and 3. The Cardinals at 3 and 11. This game will kick off at 1.05 p.m. Los Angeles time. This game will be on Fox. If you guys want to see if you guys were going to be in the area, I did share the distribution map on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. So make sure you guys go there. And check it out. See if you're going to be able to check out this game. It is a pretty small area for this game, so keep that in mind. Uh, the Rams are favored in this game by 14. Uh, the over-under is 44.5. Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis will be on the call, so that's who we will get to listen to. Let's take a look at the matchup. This is the Rams offense versus the Arizona Cardinals defense. In total yards, the Rams are second. The Arizona Cardinals defense is 17th. Passing the football, the Rams rank 4th. The Arizona Cardinals defense ranks 5th. Running the football, the Rams now rank 7th. That is a, a decent drop-off in the last few weeks. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals defense ranks 30th. Scoring, the Rams are putting up 32 points per game. That ranks 3rd in the NFL, and the Arizona Cardinals defense is giving up 26.2. That ranks 25th. Let's take a look at the Arizona Cardinals offense versus the Rams defense. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals in total offense rank 32nd. The Rams defense 20th. Passing the football, the Arizona Cardinals rank 32nd. The Rams defense ranks 17th. Running the football, the Arizona Cardinals rank 32nd. The Rams defense ranks 21st. In points per game, the Arizona Cardinals are putting up 13.7. That ranks 32nd. And the Rams defense giving up 24.5. That ranks 20th. Uh, so definitely a lopsided matchup uh, from that standpoint, if, especially if you're comparing the two offenses. You got the second offense versus the 32, and there's just... 
the the Arizona Cardinals defense is definitely the worst offense in the NFL this year. Uh, just really not able to get it done. I think Josh Rosen will kind of come into his own over the next few years. I think he is a talented quarterback, uh, but this year I think he was kind of thrown into a mess. I think Steve Wilkes is not doing the best job as far as uh, game planning. When you have when, when I'm watching a Cardinals game and you have a wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, who doesn't know where he's supposed to be lined up, you have much bigger problems because Larry Fitzgerald is an easy Hall of Famer. I think that uh, even as Rams fans, I think we most of us can can respect Larry Fitzgerald for what he's been able to do in his career and, and the fact that he hasn't just totally bailed on the Cardinals. But at the same time, he doesn't deserve this. He does not deserve this right now. So it's really unfortunate to see that it, it looks like his career could end on being the worst offense in the league. Now, some news and notes in this game. Uh, Rams running back Todd Gurley is expected to play this week. He looks like he's on pace to go. Uh, I would assume that he's going to at least be a little bit limited, uh, more than he has been in the past. Uh, the Rams have outscored the Cardinals under Sean McVay 99-16. to That includes two shutouts. Uh, Todd Gurley has 21 touchdowns this season. The Cardinals offense, just 22. So Todd Gurley could surpass the Cardinals offense in, in offensive touchdowns during this game. Now, the Cardinals have punted 56 more times than Johnny Hecker. That's pretty amazing. And then, of course, the Cardinals offense is just so bad this year. They're just not able to get it done. They're 32nd in basically most categories. That's uh, total offense passing yards. Uh, that's third down conversion. That's points per game. Uh, that's just about everything. They're 32nd in just about every single statistic offensively. Let's take a look at the history of this meeting. This is the 81st matchup between these two. The Rams do lead the all-time series 40-38-2. and two. Uh, The Rams have won the last three and also four of the last five against the Cardinals. And the Rams have shut out the Cardinals twice in the last three meetings. Now, of course, one of those was earlier this year. And then, of course, the Rams' home game that was in London uh, last year against the Cardinals where they, they were able to shut out. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals offense. Uh, the most recent game between these two, week two, that was obviously September 16th, 2018. That was a 34-0 win for the Los Angeles Rams. That was a, the Rams' home opener this year. And the very first meeting between these two, uh, the Cardinals, the Chicago Cardinals, beat the Cleveland Rams 6 to nothing. Uh, points scored in this matchup total, the Rams have put up 1,591. The Cardinals have put up 1,500 and 43. Uh, so really, that's it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about in this game. Uh, the only thing that we're really looking at as far as being on the Rams side of this is, can the Rams offense kind of get in their groove a little bit more? And can this defense put in some effort? There was too many times where a guy was attempting to make a tackle and somebody like Akeem Tlaib and Adamican Sue is standing about two feet away watching. And I think that's something that absolutely needs to change. And these division games you know, the Cardinals are probably the worst team in the NFL this year. Uh, they do have three wins, but I would say they're the worst team in the NFL, the way they play. And, you know, this is a division game. Who knows if this is going to be the game that they come out and are just on fire and are just doing it to us, you know what I mean? But this Rams team is clearly superior as far as coaching staff roster, top to bottom. This team is better than the Cardinals. So what I'm looking for is the effort level to be there. But I'm also looking to see where's the creativity at. What are what are what kind of things are the Rams doing on offense 
to keep the Arizona Cardinals offense off the field. And that's really what I'm going to be keeping an eye out. Uh, but that is going to do it for the first half. On the other side, we've got fan quesos. So you are not going to want to go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. What is up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Uh, if you guys have not already, make sure you guys like the Ram Showcase just about everywhere. At Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. That's where the good stuff's at, all right? Um, let see here. We're going to get into our fan quesos, and we got a, a decent amount here. So I, I know we have a, a lot of time. I kind of flew through that first half. I didn't realize how fast I went until, until I had hit my break, but... Rest assured, we're going to get some good information in on this second half via these fan quesos. Uh, so this first one is going to come from Michael, and Michael wants to know, uh, would you feel discouraged if the Bears slipped into the number two seed? Uh, that's an interesting question, Michael, and you know, I it's hard to, it would be hard not to, because what that would mean is that the Rams lost to either the Cardinals or the 49ers or both. And that's just not good for anybody. So, of course, the the Bears do have that tiebreaker. So if the Rams do lose one game and the Bears win out, uh, the Bears would take over that two seed. Uh, so that's not, that's obviously something we don't want. As far as discouraged, I think a little bit just simply because this team has been, uh, you know, so good for most of this season that uh, that we kind of expected that it, we would at least get a first round bye. And I think that that's the expectation right now. And of course, it would absolutely be a bummer if 
the Rams had to in the second round, say they they get past the wild card round, and they immediately have to go to Chicago or to New Orleans. And that's not a good sign for anybody because, I mean, the Rams have already lost in both of those stadiums this year. So uh, I would say, yeah, it's a, it'd be a little bit discouraging. But overall, man, I think that, you know, the, the playoffs are a different animal and there is no way to predict how a team is going to do once the postseason begins. It could be the Cowboys... You know what I mean? I know most people hated the fact that that's the team that I just randomly said. I just tried to pick a playoff team, okay, that's like lower level, like wild card. Or I guess they're not looking at a wild card, but you guys know what I mean, all right? So, I mean, it's not just between the Rams, Saints, and Bears. It's not uh, just between the, the Chiefs and Chargers and Patriots. Any team that makes the postseason can absolutely make a run. So, as far as discouraged, yeah, it would suck, um, mainly because I think that this team can absolutely benefit greatly from a bye week. Uh, it would, it, it's a different animal. So once the, once the postseason starts, all bets are off and it's time to just rock and roll. So we have to just wait and see when that starts, what teams are going to come in and, and just, uh, dominate. So we got to wait, man. You got to wait. Uh, let's see here. This one comes from Shannon. Uh, I'm going to edit your question, Shannon. Because uh, this is a family show here, but uh, what I'm going to ask <laughs> uh, through your question is, uh, is uh, when did Brockers turn into a bad player? That's what I'm going to turn your uh, question into. Uh, but that's actually a really great, great question, uh, Shannon. This is uh, this is something that I've kind of been looking at all year. I thought bringing in Adamic and Sue and already having Aaron Donald was going to mean it. I mean, it does mean one-on-one blocking for Michael Brockers all day, every day. And what is not happening is him producing because of that. So the attention was taken off of him. A lot of us had uh, Rams fans had talked about for years how awesome Michael Brocker has been because he's the one that eats up those blocks. And yeah, he's not getting the stats, but he's absolutely a, a, a huge vital part of this defense. And this year, he was kind of supposed to be the one that had that like breakout statistical season. Uh, with the addition of Ndamukong Sue and already having Aaron Donald. So, and it just didn't happen. And he's still getting one-on-one blocks. I, I paid a lot of attention to Michael Brockers, specifically in the Eagles game. I was, I was really watching him closely. And it just didn't, it just wasn't happening, man. He was getting one-on-one blocking all day and just wasn't able to get off those blocks. So, yeah, when did Brockers turn into a, a bad player, quote-unquote? Um, you know, that's a that's a great question, man, but I think that he's not capitalizing on his opportunity right now because I don't think Ndamukong and Sue comes back. I think this roster looks pretty different next year, and I think that attention's going to go back onto Michael Brockers if he, if he also returns, which I am expecting. So uh, Brockers absolutely needs to, to step it up, and, you know, when the attention's off of you, that's when you should produce the most because they're not focused on you. And when Aaron Donald and Adamic and Sue are both on the field, they're not focused on you. So you have to produce. You absolutely have to produce in that aspect. MJ wants to know, does our O-line get his mojo back Sunday? I hope so. This offensive line has not been nice in this in the last, I would, I'll say, three weeks. Since the, the Chiefs game, the Rams have been a much different team. Just like a worse team overall. And I don't know exactly what that's attributed to, but... Uh, the offensive line is definitely not helping here. Uh, the offensive line not playing their best right now. Jared Goff, people are are throwing a lot of blame onto Jared Goff right now, and I just don't really think that that's totally justified. I think Jared Goff is doing what Jared Goff does, and that is 
kind of panic under pressure and that's okay that's fine he's kind of got that mark bulger feel to him whenever the pressure's right in his face he's either going to panic and heave the ball somewhere that he shouldn't uh or he's just going to fall down and take the sack which is very bulger-esque uh but at the same time it's very peyton manning-esque so it depends on the player i guess but uh, i think that this this team is uh, we're seeing a lot of heat go Jared Goff's way and I just don't think that that's totally fair of course he has to be able to handle the pressure he has to be able to stand in that pocket he has to also be able to to call out different protections and all that stuff to help himself Uh, but the offensive line is doing him little favors having a really hard time blocking guys uh, in these last few weeks uh Raleigh wants to know uh, what do you expect from Anderson if he plays I do expect Anderson to play what I don't expect from Anderson is like a huge, massive game. That's not the Rams' way. The Rams' way is not to sign a free agent at this point in the season, have him go out on the field, and have him like run for like a buck twenty-five in a couple of touchdowns. That's just not going to happen. He's going to be extremely limited. I would be surprised if he saw more than five snaps in this game, uh, and that's simply because I think I think John Kelly will also be active in this game. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say it'll be Gurley, Anderson, and Kelly. Uh, they'll all be active for this game, uh, but I'm not expecting a huge explosion from from Anderson, at least this week. And and one thing that I think we could see later on and as the season and postseason progresses is uh, Anderson coming in to spell Todd Gurley and uh, kind of playing that Malcolm Brown role. And, you know, one thing that's awesome about Anderson is he is incredible in the pass game. He, I mean, he's probably the most well-rounded back uh, behind Todd Gurley that the Rams have right now. Um, I mean, obviously he's a veteran and Justin Davis and John Kelly are young guys, but he definitely does a lot in the, in the past game and he picks up blitzes really, really well, which is something that both Justin Davis and John Kelly have trouble with. So I expect some, some maybe third down appearances by Anderson, but I'm not expecting him to be on the field for, you know, 50% of the offensive snaps or anything like that. Uh, Fernando wants to know, how will Aaron Cromer work with the offensive line? and not hurt any veteran feelings. Okay, first of all, I don't understand why hurting feelings is in this question. Um, I know it's 2018 and feelings get hurt all the time, uh, but I'm not about that life. I'm not about the feelings. You know, I'm not very political in any aspect. I don't, I'm not one way or the other. I'm just not a, a part of this whole hurting feelings, uh, you know, stuff, I guess, that's going on right now. So, um, if they get their feelings hurt, they get their feelings hurt. But what's happening is you have to let them know you're not playing good enough. And if that hurts their feelings, then maybe these aren't the guys that should be playing football. Um, so you just have to handle it like you would handle it if it was the eighties or something. Of course, you don't go too nuts and, and, you know, you know, like just cut somebody or anything like that. Just, but you let them know, you know, like this is what's happening. You have to be better. It's it, it, our quarterback's not playing as well because of you. Our running back is not getting enough yards because of you. It starts on that offensive line, and if their feelings get hurt, their feelings get hurt. But if they if but if that is the case, then maybe they shouldn't be playing football. This is kind of a a tough sport. I like to think, and uh, despite what you know, Roger Goodell likes to do, but it's a tough sport. And if feelings get hurt, then maybe this isn't the sport for you. And I know I'm focusing really hard on that part. <laughs> and I think it's just because I didn't even read these questions beforehand, which is something I have a problem with. But um, I, I, I know I'm focusing too much on that. But 
to answer your question in the way that you probably wanted it to be answered is um, if the the feelings don't matter in this one, it's you have to play better. And if Aaron Cromer can say something to these guys to get them to play better, then I think he needs to, even if there's a quote-unquote risk of hurting some feelings. Next question. All right. Uh, Felipe wants to know, will Todd Gurley get some playing time Sunday? Absolutely. Todd Gurley is going to be playing Sunday. Uh, it's looking like uh, it, at the very least he'll be a little bit more limited than he had been in the past. But at the same time, and I, and I don't want to sound too overly confident here, uh, but it's the Cardinals. And the Falcons this year are not a very good team and just beat the crap out of the Cardinals this last week. 40-14. to 14. The, the Cardinals are not doing anything to just about anybody, and I'm honestly a little bit surprised they reached three wins. That's absolutely amazing. If you watched the Arizona Cardinals play a game at all this season, three wins is actually kind of impressive for them. That's like, and I'm not just trying to blatantly take shots at this team. They're just really bad and unorganized. So I think three wins is respectable for this team, to be honest, especially under Steve Wilkes, who I don't think is doing a good job with a rookie quarterback with a terrible offensive line, uh, one receiver, and a what was supposed to be stud running back who is definitely having his his worst season of his career. So um, what was I, I was talking about Todd Gurley. Uh, but yes, I do think that Todd Gurley is going to get some playing time. It came back around. It came back. Uh, this one comes from Lisa. Do you think the league has figured us out and that is why we haven't looked good since the bye? Or are we just not playing as good since since the bye and are beating ourselves? Rams are definitely beating themselves. Uh, six points under Sean McVay, no touchdowns against the Bears. That is not the Rams that we know. That is not this this season's, this season's Rams. Uh, the Denver Broncos have a pretty decent defense, and it was freezing in that game. The Rams were still able to put up, uh, what was it, 23. I believe it was 23. And uh, I was at that game. Can't even remember the score. So, uh, but the Rams right now are definitely beating themselves. They're doing things. They're not doing things on the offensive side of the football. And then on defense, I don't know if it's a if it's a, a scheme thing or if it's an effort level thing. I personally think it's a combination of the two. I think the effort level isn't there, which is not allowing the scheme to be the scheme. So I think it's tied in together. Um, but the Rams are absolutely beating themselves right now, and that needs we need to stop the bleeding before the playoffs start because this is now crunch time. And if you if you have a bad game in the playoffs, that means you just wait until, you know, September to try again. You don't get just next week to uh, correct it. So I think this is where it needs to start is this week against uh, the Cardinals. Uh, Fernando wants to know how much how much of the intermediate slash quick strike offense has been lost since Cooper Cup is not in the lineup. That's a interesting question, Fernando. That's a very interesting question. What I would say for this one is that it's not that it disappeared and that Cooper Cup is the only one that's that's available to do that. I think the Rams have just found them in situations where they're wanting to try to go deeper. The teams are forcing them to go deep, and that's fine. Uh, that's something that, we, you know, we saw it against the, the Eagles. They were keeping everybody back. So why weren't we doing wide receiver screens? Why were we not doing running back draws? That's a great question that I cannot answer because I'm asking the questions. I don't know I don't know how to answer them. Um, that's that's a that's a question for Sean McVay. Is you know why aren't we trying to do some of these things that we have done in the past and that have worked really well? Wide receiver screens, running back screens, even and uh, running back draws, which we really haven't seen a lot of at all this year. Um, and I think that that is a big impact. 
but I think it's a lack of not trying. Um, I had mentioned earlier that this team doesn't seem like they're as creative as they used to be. You know, we used to see the 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 fake jet sweeps and then the the receiver would get it. Uh, we did see a couple of those against the Eagles, but that was almost what the Rams kind of based their running attack on. And it just what it this just they're not trying it. And that's what the problem is becoming right now. As far as the short pass game, uh, I think that the Rams are finding them in situations where they are needing to get points. They're needing to to do a lot more than just try to do wide receiver screens. And that's unfortunate, but I think that's kind of the way it's going right now. Uh, something that we did see against the, the Saints in the first half, but then of course the Rams were able to open up that playbook, get more creative, and get more interesting on offense, and were able to come back in that game, tie it up at 35, and then of course just weren't able to close it out. They kind of used all their magic on the comeback. Uh, but this is something that uh, you, you take that game, and I think you can apply it to the final quarter of the season. Uh, so you have the the Rams are 0-2 this quarter of the season right now, and that's kind of what the Saints game looked like. So what I'm looking at now is, you know, the Rams did in the in the final parts of the, the Eagles game, they were able to kind of jump out and kind of get back into the game and, and really did get back into the game. They only lost the game by seven points, uh, but now second half of the fourth quarter is what I'm looking at in this one. So can the Rams treat that second half, the second half of the fourth fourth quarter of the season, like they treated the second half of the Saints game? And that's, I think that's going to be very telling. I think that beating the Cardinals is not going to tell us a whole lot, but beating the absolute crap out of the Cardinals can tell us something. If the Rams come in and win 42 to nothing or 52 to nothing or something like that, then we can kind of say that this team is kind of back. We're, we're kind of getting back into our groove. Um, of course, it's the Cardinals. It's hard to judge against the Cardinals, but um, I think that if the Rams have a really explosive day, then then everything's going to be okay, and we're all going to be fine, and we can stop hearing everybody talk trash about this team on the internet because that's, <laughs> cause that's not very fun, uh, mostly when, because it's Rams fans. I don't care what other people say. That doesn't really bother me. Uh, but the Rams fans who are just blatantly bashing all of our players and all this stuff, it's just a bummer. It's just bumming me out. Uh, next question here from Tyler. Uh, should I make a in Goff we trust sign for Sunday or cooking up something, cooking up something good for cooks? Uh, and I agree with MJ uh, on this one, Tyler. I think you should go with both. You should double side it or you should make a sign that just says we want Bama because I didn't do it because I'm a backer downer. I was supposed to do that in Denver. And uh, I think it's hilarious, all right? It's it's funny. It's a funny sign, and I don't care if you don't find it funny because I find it absolutely hysterical if an NFL fan writes, we want Bama. That's great. That's great stuff. Great stuff. So uh, I think either of those are good uh, for you, and um, I hope you have an absolute blast at this game, Tyler. I know you've been trying to get me to go to this one um, <laughs> for a while, but... I hope you have a great time, man, and uh, make sure you take lots of pictures and stuff. I'm sure you will, but I wanted to just remind you, take pictures. You can share them onto the Ram Showcase Facebook page and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. This one comes from Joel. Uh, call McVay and tell him to run the two tight end sets. Um, yeah, let me, uh, I'll put him, I'll, I'll call him after I'm done recording, and I'll talk to Sean McVay and, and just let him know, you know, like, we, we, we want to get out of the 11s. Let's get some 12s in here, man. We've got two tight ends that can do it. Let's run some 12 personnel and rock it out. One running back, two tight ends. That's what 12 is. So let's let's just do that, and uh, we'll be all right. So I, 
the only thing that I would say here is um, the both Rams tight ends get a fairly even number of snaps. Although I would like to see both of them on the field at the same time, um, mainly because then you can have a, a tight end, Gerald Everett, running a route while tight end Tyler Higby can kind of help block a little bit, maybe be on one of those, you know, he can just, he can just kind of help out a little bit. That's what I'll say on that. Uh, let's see here. MJ, uh, what do you think the O-line will look like next year? Can you give us a breakdown left tackle through right tackle? Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. So I'm really, I'm looking at a few changes. All right. I think that, I think that Andrew Whitworth is going to retire, and I think that John Sullivan is going to retire. Those are the older guys on the line. I think Roger Saffold is going to come back, and I do think the Rams re-sign him. Um, so from left tackle to right tackle, this is what I'll go with for you guys. So at, at left tackle, I'm going to say Rob Havenstein. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that he gets moved over to left. He's a very solid player and still a young guy, so he can you know he can be there for for a while. At left guard, I'm going to keep Roger Saffold. I think Saffold is a is a very respectable player, and I'm you know I'm excited to see if he comes back. And he's he's one of those guys who kind of already mentioned that he knows that he's getting older and he's not going to draw the numbers that some of the other top guards get in the in the league, and he's okay with that. So I think we can kind of get him at a little bit of a bargain, and I think he's a very strong part of our offensive line, probably our strongest offensive lineman to be honest. So. Uh, I would say Roger Saffold sits at, at left guard and then center. I'm going to go ahead and take the leap and say that Brian Allen is the Rams starting center next year. I think Brian Allen did a respectable job when uh, when John Sullivan went out with his head injury a couple weeks ago. I think he, he came in and did fine. I, I didn't see any issues with, with Brian Allen. Uh, but what's cool is he still gets to sit the rest of this year. Um, so we'll get to to see some some progress uh, throughout the preseason next year through training camp and everything. And then at right guard, I'm going to stick with Austin Blythe. I think Blythe uh, returns, and Blythe is uh, an awesome player. I think Blythe would be a better center than Brian Allen, uh, but Brian Allen isn't a guy that can move around. You can't really move Brian Allen to guard or anything like that. He's a center. Uh, Austin Blythe can do pretty much anything on the interior, uh, but I would keep him at right guard. And then on the right tackle spot, I think that's where we see Joseph Nopum, uh, the Rams rookie tackle, their first first pick uh, in the 2018 draft. I think that that's where we see him. So it would go from left to right. If you're looking at it from, you know, Jared Goff's eyes, uh, we would have Rob Havenstein, Roger Saffold, Brian Allen, Austin Blythe, and Joseph Nopum. I do expect that um, to be the offensive line next year. That's not a guarantee. Obviously, those are just some predictions. You'd think I wouldn't have to say that, but I definitely do. It's really weird. Uh, this one comes from Will. Uh, is Gurley going to see a normal workload this week, asking for a friend's fantasy football championship? Well, first of all, Will, I do not care about your fantasy football team. That is step one of understanding Sheriff Joe Bags is not a fantasy guy. And for a very specific reason, I will answer your question here, Will, but let me vent to this just for a minute, okay? So... I hate fantasy football, and it all started one day when I was at the bar. This was probably like 2012, 2013. I'm at the bar watching this uh, this Rams and Cardinals game, and there's this other Cardinals fan sitting there. He wasn't, you know, cool. And then this other Rams fan came in, and he comes up, and he's, I'm like, oh, hey, man, you know, I'm, I, I used to get really excited when I see Rams fans. Now, not so much, but... Back then, it was an exciting thing. It was like, oh man, I'm not alone out here. This is amazing. So I started talking to him and stuff like that. And then he said the words to me, 
I want the Rams to win, but I hope Larry Fitzgerald scores a few touchdowns. And I hated it. I hated every second of that conversation from that point on. And um, I hadn't seen him again. And I think that's because I kind of was mean to him. I was like, man, I do not care about your fantasy team. It's like, I don't care about anybody on the Cardinals. I don't care if they're on my fantasy team. I want them all to lose. The only people I want scoring touchdowns are the ones that are in Rams uniforms. And he did not like this. And that's pretty much what I said. I don't, I don't think I went too much <laughs> crazier than that. I don't think I'm really censoring myself here. But I tell him, man, I don't care about your fantasy team. And I hope all the Cardinals play like crap today because that's who my team is playing. And let's be real here. If the Rams win, I could give a crap less about what my fantasy team does because Rams wins are way more important. And I think that's one of the reasons I played fantasy football in anyway is because the Rams were so bad. So it was like trying to find some excitement in, in, in the sport again, you know, like it's, I obviously love watching the Rams and I'll always watch the Rams. Uh, they could be 0 and 16. I don't really care. I'm going to still watch them. So, I mean, I just wanted to, to kind of just, I guess, uh, supplement my football watching a little bit, but now I really genuinely do not care. And this might be the final year I play fantasy football. I'm still considering it. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. I'm out of the playoffs, and so maybe I'm just emotional, but, um, you know, that's what happens. But the Rams are in the playoffs, and that is way more important. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, Will, to come back around and answer your question, what I'll tell you is I don't think it's going to be a normal workload, but I would see it as about an 85% workload to his normal 100, which is, you know, pretty pretty dominant, you know, as far as percentages go. Um, so that's what I'll, that's what I'll give for you is I think it's going to be about 85, 85% uh, for Todd Gurley. And then I, I do think we see John Kelly. I do think we see CJ Anderson in this game. Uh, those are two guys I probably wouldn't pick up on fantasy football. Just, um, uh, just kind of put that out there because I don't think they're going to do a whole lot, but I do think that this is the week that if you need to, if you want to, if you have to, this is the week to start Jared Goff. I think he turns it around. I think he absolutely turns it around. And I'll give you one more. Let me see here. Let me pick out a Rams receiver who you should start. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm going I'm going Josh Reynolds. If you have Josh Reynolds, do it. Just do it. And before I get all Shia LaBeouf on you guys, that is going to do it for me that is all of the fan quesos thank you guys so much for asking those i really appreciate it uh, it's definitely one of my most favorite segments on ram showcase um for those of you guys that have not already make sure you guys follow at ram showcase on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash ram showcase you can follow me as well at sheriff Showbags on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash ram showcase uh, we also got the youtube channel which is pretty cool stuff there will be a video uh, about the uh, rams and and Cardinals preview, uh, but if you guys are listening to the podcast, it's all the same information. So still watch it because you're going to want to take that in twice for sure. And make sure you guys subscribe uh, to the Ram Showcase Facebook page. Just go to YouTube or uh, YouTube page. I mean, uh, just go to YouTube, search in Ram Showcase. Should be one of the top ones there. If you guys are listening to me, you guys should see the logo in some capacity, and you'll know based on that logo that you're in the right place and if you see my beautiful face you're also in the right place all right um but that is going to do it for me i am sheriff joe bags this has been ram showcase on sports wall radio for those of you that aren't rams fans 
Our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. How about we listen to some music, though? Pass it my way, I'll see you later Quick on my feet, the ladies agree Before it 
the roar is the name. I cover the corner, interception's my game. Score more than anybody else on the beat, cause I move like a cat, as you will see. The guys call me dickers, that are dickers, son. I lead the Rangers, I'm the Rams top gun. They say I'm as smooth as a runner can be, even sweetness and the others are talking about me. I like to dance and have a lot of fun when it comes to ladies who want a brainy one. But enough about me, we'll hit a ram it, you see. If you ram it just right, you can ram it all night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.